Welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. In the last episode, you heard me have a conversation with Tata Murray, a close friend and an account executive at Allison Broad Marketing and Communications in New York City. She shared how her clients and brands are responding to COVID-19, how this changes interaction with the media, brands that will emerge from the pandemic, how media and PR will respond moving forward, and more. If you haven't heard it already, you should definitely check it out. In this episode, I have a conversation with Amy Cedeno, the executive director and partner of CIC PR. CIC is a PR agency with offices in Miami and New York City. The agency has been in the industry for 25 years and focuses on international travel and hospitality. And where this virus has affected each and every one of us in a different way, travel is definitely one of them. She talks about how this has affected working with clients, travel trends we will see post-pandemic, changes we will see in travel, and answers questions that many of us are wondering. When will it be safe to travel again? What are tips for traveling post-pandemic? She gives examples of how brands are responding to the pandemic, new brands and travel opportunities that are emerging from the crisis, and more. Thank you, Amy, for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to talk more about navigating in the world post-coronavirus and all things travel and what's to come of all of this. Definitely an ever-changing topic um, that I feel that we are going to be speaking about for a very long time, but um, I'm glad you're delving into talking to travelers about what's coming up, what they can do to feel safe and hopefully travel again in the near future. Absolutely. You know, I'd love to know more about your role at CIC PR. Absolutely. So I've been with CIC for about five years now. Um, I'm actually a partner and an executive director at the agency. We're a small agency, but we're mighty. Uh, We have a lot of clients in the hospitality industry. Some of them are destinations like Barbados and Quintana Roo. We also work with uh, big brand hotels like Palladium Hotel Group, which is based in Spain, and boutique hotels that we love like Cala Luna, Mexico Grand Hotels in Los Cabos, as well as food and beverage, and um, organizations like BLLA, the Boutique Lifestyle Leaders Association as well. So we've done a little bit of everything within the hospitality and tourism sectors. Okay. Is there a particular section that you found yourself to love more or is it just an overall thing that you love to do with your job? Um, So CAC has actually been around for about 25 years in the industry. And about five years ago, when I started in my role, um, we decided that Miami was a really great hub for tourism. So I launched with Carolyn Iso, who's the founder of the Miami office. And we've really been honing into tourism in Latin America. And I think that is one, um, one region that I love. I love to travel to. And a lot of our clients from Latin America 
are either very exciting up and coming boutique hotels like La Luna in mm -hmm. Costa Rica, or we also work a lot with Mexico. We work a lot with media in Spanish. So that is one sector within CIC that I think is very different from other agencies because we can also provide services in Spanish, in Portuguese, and kind of cross borders in that way. That's amazing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, since we can't really travel these days with the coronavirus, how has it been like, you know, working from an office and traveling to now working from home? So because of the nature of our business in travel, we're pretty much accustomed to working from our laptops. And uh, this could mm -hmm. be from a plane or even a resort in the Caribbean. So it has given us an advantage and the flexibility to know how to work remotely and to adapt to working from home. I do have to say human connection is still very much missed and it's a big part of what we do uh, in our business because we are in hospitality and um, I do miss lunches with editors, media trips, but I think what I'm getting used to the most is not seeing my colleagues on a daily basis, even though we'll still see each other through Zoom or Skype. I think that's what's missing the most for me. Do you think it's been more challenging or less challenging by doing that? I think um, we have been great at pivoting and it's been a little bit more challenging because we've had to work in different scenarios. Now we're focusing more on crisis management and recovery plans for our clients. Um, and this has helped us also become more nimble, tap more into our creative side. And our clients have been wonderful through the entire process and very quick to give us all the necessary information we need. But when you're on a crisis um, situation, you have to act very fast. The news cycle is ever changing. So with that comes a little bit of stress that's added into our workday. Right. I see. I'm curious. So since CIC focuses on international travel and hospitality, how has this affected work with clients? We are seeing that our clients, again, have had to change their entire strategy for the year. And we have been instrumental in helping them do that. But we've also seen a change in the media landscape. We're not pitching as we used to. We're not working with influencers as we used to. So we're seeing all this changing as well. Journalists are overwhelmed, they're changing beats, and we're trying to adapt to being the best partners for our media contacts. So I think that's been an incredible challenge as well, making sure that we give journalists and influencers all the information they need because the public is eager to receive information. Has this made you look at working with influencers differently now? What exactly do you think will change with that or will it change? I think um, we've seen a lot of collaboration and um, I think there's a certain camaraderie that has been built with a lot of influencers that we work with and that we worked with in the past. Uh, we've had some influencers reach out to us and let us know, I stayed at your hotel. I loved it. How can I help? And that is one of the things that um, we'll probably address a little bit later down the line in the podcast, but how can people actually help the tourism industry? And one way is to stay active on social media, to continue promoting those services, those hotels that you created wonderful memories in. And I think that's where influencers are really uh, helping us to continue bringing back those memories, even though they're remote. Right. Something I've noticed, especially in social media, has been um, the way people are approaching travel. And I've seen TikTok videos where people are feeling nostalgic about places they've been. They're recreating those moments. Um, I've seen videos where people will share 
you know, how to approach uh, travel post Corona and just like a ton of different ways people are approaching it. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, like, what are some travel trends that we're going to be seeing post quarantine? I think first and foremost, road trips will be a big one as well as family travel. Um, We're already seeing Mm -hmm. data that shows that Americans are eager to get on the road and about 70% are already planning new, though modified, travel Mm -hmm. um, over the next six months. And about 52% of Americans also said that their first visit would be to reunite with a family member or a friend after so much self-isolation. We're also seeing um, an approach with travel with cautions. People are going to care a little bit more about sanitation. They're going to be also looking at areas less affected by COVID, such as the Caribbean or areas is closer to home and it is important to understand how quickly everything is shifting and data is shifting as well so this might not be the case in a month but right now what we're Mm -hmm. looking is this desire to get on the road this desire to be close to nature we're also seeing boutique hotels they're also going to be very important because there's smaller places kind of a more controlled environment but we're seeing larger hotels like our client palladium who are quickly coming up with ways to ensure that travelers feel very safe and um, they're revamping their cleanliness and safety protocols Uh, but definitely nature tourism and road trips i think it's everything is kind of going to start local that makes more sense like domestic travel road trips like you said will be bigger and also staycations, people are going to look into maybe discovering their own turf in different ways now. I agree. I think it's a good perspective this coronavirus is giving all of us with travel in that way. So what are tips for traveling post-pandemic? Um, definitely sanitizing, especially if you're going to get on an airplane. Make sure you're sanitizing your tray table, your armrest, your seatbelt, refraining from touching your mouth, your nose, and staying hydrated. I think it's also going to help us all create a little more of a conscience and fly more sustainably, carrying our own pillows, taking our own water bottles, also prioritizing healthy habits before getting on a plane, like eating um, outside of the airport, exercising, getting plenty of sleep before traveling, looking into travelers' health insurance, which is something that has been overlooked in the past, as well as Ubers are going to change. So everything is going to change from the moment you get to the airport to the moment you get to the destination. Um, They're recommending now to open your windows to wear your mask. And um, as long as travelers follow these proper food hygiene practices and also the sanitation protocols, I think travel will slowly but surely return to where it was. Do you think airlines will change the way they operate? Absolutely. And we're definitely seeing it now. Um, with increased sanitation procedures from airlines and even in boarding protocols. Um, LAX actually just announced today that they're going to be requiring everyone to wear masks at the airport. Air Canada has no contact infrared temperature screenings, um, and those will start on May 15th. Masks will be mandatory for Air France passengers. We're also seeing that Emirates now has disposable gowns uh, for crews, masks, gloves, and they've partnered with the Dubai Health Authority to conduct rapid test results prior to boarding. JetBlue, which we love, (laughs) was also one of the first airlines to mandate that all passengers wear masks. So they're definitely pioneering in that and also limiting the number of seats available. 
And we're also seeing um, that limitation of the middle seat where flyers won't be able to select the middle seat inside the plane. And um, this will help us maintain a safe distance across the aisles too. United is doing this as well. So we're seeing a lot of airlines that are already implementing changes. Do you see this as a temporary thing or is this going to permanently be changed? Um, I think a lot of the changes will be permanent. I think the middle seat booking might be something that won't be as permanent depending on when travel continues to pick up again. But I think for at least the rest of the year, and we're even looking into spring break of next year, um, just based on booking data, many people are speculating that that middle seat will remain empty. Right. I've seen people actually ask, when is it safe to travel again? I know that's tricky and no one has exact answer for that. But what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think people need to, of course, continue um, staying informed. Um, because the news change in such a regular basis, so definitely checking in with trusted sources like the World Health Organization and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Also, um, different countries are opening in different ways and even different states. So there needs to be an education behind our willingness to travel again. Mm-hmm. But I think, again, just with the domestic and driving destinations and also even with staycation at local hotels this is the the first kind of wave in travel is going to occur in that way and we will start seeing that pretty quickly and we could even say end of summer and fall I say definitely flying is going to take a different course I think it's going to take a little Mm -hmm. bit longer for people to feel more comfortable with flying international that's another thing I think because people are so fearful I've seen people so fearful of going to the grocery store here mm-hmm. where I am and to think people are boarding planes and you know traveling internationally and domestically it's scary. We're not used to that. We're so used to being quarantined, staying home, staying away from people to just go jump right back into that. It's a change. Mhm. And again, it comes with traveling with precaution. We're also looking at people now tapping more into travel agents because they want to feel comfortable with their purchase. They want to make sure that they have the flexibility to cancel and they have that sense of security. So we're also looking at that shift in just consumer bookings. Uh, You mentioned airlines are also pivoting because of the pandemic. What are some brands that are responding to the pandemic right now? I think a lot of brands are definitely showing um, that the well-being and health of travelers is a priority, but they're also showing a lot of community responsibility. Um, for us, very close to home is Palladium because we saw that the very beginning of the outbreak in Spain, they started converting hotels into hospitals. They also have an initiative called Heroes Without Capes, where they are helping first responders. And we're also working with BLLA which is an association that is creating resources for boutique hotels so they can learn how to manage this crisis. Barbados, as a destination, for example, they launched the We Care program. So they're offering a vacation for first responders that are keeping the island safe, um, not only for nurses, but also for people within their police officers, for example. Also wineries. We're seeing a lot of wineries doing virtual tastings. We're seeing a lot of hotels also sharing some of their secrets, their recipes, mixologies, spa routines, 
to help people continue to engage with the brand. Greece, for example, is getting ready to open by July 1st, but every international traveler who arrives must land in Athens and undergo a health screening, which includes a COVID-19 test with quick turnaround results. TripAdvisor and Airbnb, they've gone viral with virtual experiences like cooking classes, coffee making classes, even a flamenco dance class that I took and and loved. Um, wow. So we're seeing a lot of brands really responding and communicating with people and providing different types of experiences. I really like that. A flamingo dancing class? Uh-huh. <laughs> that is really cool. See, I feel like there's a lot of things that are emerging that people weren't aware of either, which is a good thing. Absolutely. Um, do you think there will be new brands and travel opportunities emerging from this? I think there will be an evolution of brands and activities, and we're looking into more immersive virtual experiences even now. A lot of conferences, for example, were canceled, so are they going to go virtual? Also, a lot of brands are addressing the fact that we've been in isolation for so long, and they're even addressing burnout with people just trying to do it all within a day. So, Mm -hmm. for example, the Moxie Hotel in Chelsea Um, they have this autonomous sensory response video in their room that helps people kind of calm with the bedtime stories. And they're also using these meditation techniques, for example, to help uh, travelers feel a sense of calm. Also, a lot of wellness uh, activities like sound bowl healing, for example, these are things that we're seeing emerging in hotels. So I see a lot of evolution and also collaboration with health and well-being brands. That is really cool. Also Hyatt is doing a, um, a meditation partnership and even our own hotel Kalaluna. We've been doing a lot of things um, through social media actually with sound healing and also uh, meditation and uh, encouraging people to um kind of get back to nature after all of this is over and connect with nature in a different way. That's amazing. I like that a lot. I have a lot of friends that I've been communicating with that they've been walking around outside more and actually appreciating like the nature Mm -hmm. because I feel like we're so used to going at a fast pace. We're so used to, you know, going to work and I don't think we ever really take the time to just go outside and see the beauty of nature out there. Mm -hmm. So this is really good. I guess overall, how does all of this, how does it affect the travel and hospitality industry as a whole? I think it's definitely going to make the industry rethink the way a lot of our systems work. Uh, But travel is a really resilient industry. And I'm personally optimistic that even though it will take some time, travel will bounce back. We're also seeing a lot more collaboration within the industry with airlines, hotels, um, destinations. And I think this is this is one of the positive things that has come out of um, the crisis that we're now all working towards this goal and that is to travel well, to travel sustainably um, and to really appreciate traveling, not to take it for granted. <laughs> Is there a a certain place that you want to travel to when the quarantine is lifted? There are so many places, (laughs) but I think I definitely want to go. um, I want to go back to Portugal. Uh, I went last year and Mm. um, just fell in love with it and would love to go back and explore different areas. 
I can't wait to to travel when all this is all over. What are some key points that the travel and hospitality industry will keep in mind moving forward? Definitely flexible cancellation policies. I think we uh, have all learned a lesson in empathy. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, we're also learning that travel advisors or travel agents are coming back. And sanitation protocols are important and communication is important. And I think a lot of brands have realized that this was not the time to go silent. This was the time to pivot. This was the time to become more creative. This was the time to continue engaging with their consumers on a more personal way. We've seen CEOs get on Instagram lives and we've seen people engage with brands almost in a more family-oriented way. And I think this will create definitely more brand ambassadors down the line. And it would help us feel closer to travel in a way. I agree. I can definitely see that happening. People are forming these strong connections. And it's interesting that something that keeps us physically distant can actually bring us closer together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's a beautiful picture. I know a lot of people are really nervous and don't know who to turn to or listen to when it comes to travel. And so I think this podcast will be very helpful for them. I do believe that this time, especially, we should be more selfless and find different ways to help one another. So with that being said, how can we help the travel and hospitality industry during this time? I would say there are still ways that we can support the travel industry by postponing, not canceling, by buying gift certificates from hotels, by checking out their online store. A lot of hotels are getting very creative with what they're putting on their online stores and um, definitely staying connected on social media. Also stay informed. These regulations and these policies are changing um, so quickly that we definitely need to continue listening to the World Health Organization and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So don't lose the curiosity for travel. Keep engaged with travel even through it all. Absolutely. Are there any websites in particular we know where people can donate or check out or and be supportive of hotels and the industry? Absolutely. If if you go to the BLLA website, um, they are actually helping a lot of boutique hotels get back on their feet because we know they are going to be hit the hardest because they sometimes don't have the backing of bigger corporations. Uh, And also Kind Traveler, which is a website that I love um, where they partner a hotel with a charitable cause. They're doing a lot of beautiful things. So definitely check them out. I will definitely include those in the description box below so people can check out. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you for having me. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode in the series where I have a conversation with Jojo Rolf, a NASM-certified personal trainer, an online and in-person fitness coach based in the Washington, D.C. area. Her clientele ranges from women who work full-time jobs in the D.C. area to full-time mothers, new mothers, and women who are also students. She focuses on not only helping women grow stronger physically, but also mentally.
She shares her journey into starting her business, what she's been up to during quarantine, the mindset that we should develop when it comes to fitness, fitness trends and new brands and opportunities that will be emerging out of quarantine, valuable tips for someone struggling to work out from home, and more. Thanks for tuning in. 